A few years ago, I heard an interview between Tim Ferriss and Brene Brown. And I can still remember the day I can remember I was painting a house in Dublin. Um, it was actually two or three years ago, I think, because I think I was preparing to actually get out of the country. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> and I remember being stunned at Ferris and how unself-aware he was. It really stuck with me. It really amazed me because some of these people have done so much. Uh, they have been so, so, so supposedly successful. Ferris has written a lot of very successful books. He's made a lot of money. He's a very successful podcast, uh, TED Talks, all of that kind of stuff. And I can only remember from the, this is the only thing that stuck with me two or three years later. In that interview with Brene Brown, he said, or he discussed that he was only beginning to question why he did all these things and that there was a bit of doubt of what was he doing all these, you know, uh, starting new businesses, writing books. Was he doing all this to try to boost his self-esteem? And I remember when I heard that, I was amazed that he didn't know that already. Uh, now, I'm not saying this from a place of arrogance. At that point, I, I was living in my car and I continued on living in the car for however mon many months after that. So I certainly wasn't successful. Um, but I had that awareness you know, very quickly, very early on that the things we do, we're often doing, you know, buying the new car, climbing the corporate ladder, what qualifications, qualifications is a big one. Go to any Instagram, Instagram or Facebook account or whatever, read the bio, wherever you're going to see PhD qualifications, qualified in this, qualified in that training that if you dig into those people, because I've done it with a lot of people you'll often see it's low self-esteem that we wear these things as badges of honor. People are trying to accumulate. It's like soldier, soldiers trying to accumulate medals, medals of honor, so they can feel I'm a real man. I have all these medals. I was shot at. I was almost killed or I killed people. And these days we have people trying to accumulate more um, degrees and qualifications in the spirituality world with people reading more books. <sighs> I'm doing another retreat this weekend. I'm going to get another certificate in Reiki. And then next weekend, I'm getting my stage seven in my 70,000 hours in yoga. And it's basically, I'll get onto yoga in a moment. It's basically low self-esteem. And this year, you know, since January, we've worked a lot in the, the Sunday Zooms and I've, I, I've touched on it. See, a lot of stuff tends to come out of me in the Sunday Zoom that just doesn't come out of me at other times. I don't know why that is. I don't really plan it. That's the way it seems to happen. But the human doesn't have self-esteem. So there's there's two ways to improve, in inverted commas, improve air quotes, our lives one is to try to build up the human, get more qualifications, do your 75,000 hours of yoga training, uh, lose weight, gain weight, put on muscle, become vegan, I don't know, climb the corporate ladder, whatever it is. These are the ways to build up the human so the human thinks it's worthwhile. I'm worthy. I'm enough. And many of us come through that path. Some of us tick all those boxes. I've encountered plenty of people who have 
been very successful. I've worked with clients who've had fucking huge amounts of money, cars, houses, all the success in every area. And they're empty. Can't hold down a relationship, just alone and empty. So as we come through that path, we begin to realize, okay, there's something else going on here. It's not about the stuff. But sadly, many of us have to go through that chasing, seeking, accumulation of junk in order to get complete with it and realize, oh, that didn't work. I got all the stuff. Not happy. Have the man, woman, the kids, the house, the career, the whatever it is, didn't work. So there's two ways to improve. One is to accumulate shit. And we have a world full of that. Uh, I'll get on to yoga in a minute. <laughs> I'm trying to be nice. I really am. But the accumulation of stuff and labels to try to boost our emptiness and our lack of self-esteem. And the other way is to realize the human has no self-esteem. And the reason the human has no self-esteem is that the, the self or the person doesn't exist. Now, I don't have time to go into this in this video. I'm already running out of time, but I've talked about it regularly in the, in the Sunday sessions. Clients who work with me obviously would have heard this uh, or degrees of this. There, there is no person. There just is something uh, living through us. You know, it's like we can be lived. And I know some people may be turned off or they're daydreaming now because they don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. But there's other people who are going, ah, something in you resonates with this. Something in you hears this and receives this. The thing that's receiving it is not your brain. It's not your mind. It's not your human. And your human thinks, oh, I like what he's saying in this video. Human doesn't have a clue what I'm saying in this video. I'm not even talking to the human. I don't want to hear from the human. <laughs> I've often said to clients, to clients at times, when I was more brutal, hopefully, than I am now, I'd say, I don't fucking care what you think. I don't care what your opinion is. Because it's coming from a world of junk. Brain, the, we're in cults. It's a world of brainwashing. Culture, society, schooling, family, junk. It's useless. But I read 19 books on spirituality and I have three certificates in yoga. <laughs> I'll get onto that in a minute. <laughs> or, or whatever it is. So we're regurgitating junk, right? There's something else in there beyond the persona and the shit that we remember and the shit that we regurgitate. So the two paths to accumulate and rebuild a new you. This is coaching. This is uh, manifestation. This is self-help or self-improvement. Nothing wrong with it in the least. But eventually some of us come through that and realize something's still missing. I did all that stuff. Didn't work. So then the other route is the direct path is to meet whoever or whatever is in here. There's something in here. There's something also already generating a life. So Gavin's idea of a life didn't really work out, didn't really fulfill the being. So the next route is to step away from Gavin. As uh, Gary Weber says, uh, I had to look at my phone because uh, I couldn't rem remember the two quotes. Gary Weber, my life is better without me in it. And another one he says is, what happens to you is none of your business. So some people don't get them. They don't really understand them. My life is better without me in it does not mean suicide or anything like that. It means the me. And this is my direct experience. The less intrusive Gavin is in this life, 
my life has improved exponentially. Uh, I live an amazing life. I'm very grateful for today. A very simple life. But Gavin had other ideas. Those ideas resulted in a lot of conflict and stress, suffering, unhappiness. So the less of him there is, the less intrusive, the less goals, ideas, manifestations, any of that kind of stuff, the more harmonious this life uh, becomes or unfolds to be. So I'll move on before I run out of time of for yoga. Uh, I've done yoga over the years, you know, in various countries and to different degrees, not long term. But lately I've just been moved or something has been moved to stretch at times and to work with my back, my posture, my body and so on. And as a result of that, I've ended up looking on Instagram at times, looking at the beautiful yoga lovelies and looking at different exercises and postures. I have absolute great admiration and respect for these people, that the, the amount of time and years and dedication that they put into it. And the posture is incredible stuff that I, if I ever get to, it'll t certainly take a long time. I'm very inflexible, but I haven't really been plugged into the yoga world. I'm still not. I'm just an outsider looking through the glass. I'm the weirdo looking in the window. <laughs> that actually suits me well. I'm content with that. I never fit fit in, so I'm not going to fit in in the yoga class. So, you know, I've talked about the intellectual intellectualization and the obsession with the masculine energy in the human mind people are obsessed with it's an addiction obsessed with mind and information and qualifications and reading more books and trying to understand who they are and what they're here to do and all this thought masculine energy information addiction it's nothing to do with the heart it's nothing to do with feeling it's nothing to do with the experience the vitality of being alive it's information it's words it's thoughts that's all it is but in exploring a little of the yoga world. The, when I look at these wonderful men and women and the incredible postures they have, which I total respect and admiration for, brilliant. As soon as you read the post, <laughs> it's a different story. Then their politics start to come out, all the restrictiveness, inflexibility. It's totally yin and yang. It's amazing to see people wrapping their legs around their neck, like unbelievable stuff, wonderful stuff. And then you read the post and it's like, I'm going to try and visualize my, my day and manifest. I only think positive thoughts today. All this total inflexibility, total rigidity, control, masculine. This is the way my life should be. It's fascinating. So to come from what I've talked awful lot in the past about the likes of Jordan Peterson uh, and people who are really in the masculine, really in control of their trying to control, I should say, not in control, trying to control their emotions and how their lives unfold. And then to look at this yoga world, which is about flexibility. So I'm practicing bits of yoga at the moment, not to do with spirituality or anything to do with that at all. It's purely for the flexibility of the body. Uh, personally, no offense. But I know one person on earth, I'm aware of one person on earth that works with yoga in its true sense. Of course, there are other people, but most of this yoga today is to look good. But my, my point of this is that those who read the books and do all the courses and philosophize and theorize and try to understand are fueling their identification with the mind they think they are the mind 
Now, if you ask them that, they will probably say, no, I'm not my mind. But all day long, they're investing in this thing. They're investing in information. Now, the yoga lovelies, if you go to the yoga lovely and you say, are you your body? You say, of course not. I am spirit. Every day they get up and they do hours of maybe teaching classes of stretches, looking in the mirror, photograph or Instagram, whatever it may be. They're fueling the identification with their body. So we have two things like that. You're not. You're not your body. You're not your mind. If you get up tomorrow and your body is seized, cannot stretch, can never do yoga again, cannot read another book, cannot theorize or philosophize, you're still God consciousness. You are enough and immaculate and whole. So it just interests me to see how people think they're on a path, but are actually diving deeper and deeper and deeper away from themselves, away from what they are. But it's easier for them to put themselves in a category of yoga is my spirituality or I don't know, uh, understanding the ninth dimension is my philosophy, you know, or whatever it may be. What's my point of all this? Or even is there a point? I suppose my point is Wherever there is resistance, there is ego. So if you feel resistance towards any of these words, if you feel resistance towards like me discussing Jordan Peterson or discussing philosophy, or the, that's your ego. If you feel resistance towards yoga, there's, there's attachment to yoga or anything else, the gym, lots of people, veganism. These things become people's identities because they don't know who they are. So it's easier to adopt an identity, build an identity. It's like I spoke at the start, constructing a new life. Oh, this is my new life. I have manifested my new life. That's my identity. No, it's not. It's actually nothing to do with you at all. It's wholly developed and created by your ego. You're nothing to do with any of that. You're beyond that. But we need to get complete with all of these avenues before we realize, ah, I was fucking convinced I was that thing turns out I'm not at all. I'm nothing to do with it whatsoever. And then we venture into the unknown, not known who or what we are. I still don't have an answer for that. But I know that I am not those things. They're all enjoyable. They're beneficial. They're not my identity. Thanks for listening. Join us on Sunday Zoom or don't. I don't mind. Life is good. The work is great. I love working with people. So, uh, Turn up or don't turn up. <laughs> Enjoy yourself.